Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the third session for Blind Information Technology Specialists also known as BITS. Today, we're going to talk about what's new at Amazon. And for our presenter, we have Peter Korn, Director of Accessibility, Amazon Lab 126. And we have our Vice President, Christopher Mai, also serving as a panelist. And as your facilitator, I am Erlene Hughes, President of Blind Information Technology Specialists. And I would like to say, if you would like to learn more about BITS, um, you can subscribe to our announce list by sending an email message to bits-announce plus subscribe at groups.io. And we would love to have you learn more about BITS. Now, I need to give the opening CEU code before we go any further. I will repeat this code twice. It is five, five, one, four, three. Repeating, it is five, five, one, four, three. Peter, tell us what's new at Amazon. Thank you so much, Erlene. Thank you, Chris, for having us. Uh, good afternoon. I'm Peter Korn. I lead accessibility for Amazon's Devices and Services Organization, also known as Lab 126. We are delighted to return again to the ACB convention as sponsors and presenters. We are in our eighth year of continuous accessibility work at Amazon. Uh, and we are eager to share with you today the latest developments in accessible products, assistive technologies, and of course, our favorite voice service. And speaking of our favorite voice service, I'll be using that service's name a fair amount in this conversation. So I will pause briefly in case you want to find and press the mute button on your Echo device so that she doesn't activate when I say her name. The American Council of the Blind represents the many millions of Americans who are blind or visually impaired, who are among the hundreds of millions of people worldwide who are blind or visually impaired. We would like you to be our customers which means we need to make products that are not only accessible to you, but which are delightful for you to use. Fundamentally, we want to earn your business and to be worthy of your business. To do that, we don't want to make products for people with disabilities. We want to make products with people with disabilities for everyone. And part of how we do that is by having people with disabilities helping to design, develop, test, support, market, and deliver our products to everyone. 
All of the products and services I'm going to talk to you about today were developed in part by blind Amazon employees, including people in user research, software development, product design, and quality assurance, as well as blind and low vision Amazon employees who are part of our internal affinity group, Amazon PWD, or people with disabilities, who frequently consult on product design, product research, and development for products and services across the company. Having products and services that are accessible and delightful to use isn't enough if those products and services aren't affordable. In my organization, Devices and Services, we focus a substantial amount of time and energy on finding ways to reduce the cost of our products while at the same time improving how they feel in your hand and their performance year over year. It's for that reason we are able to deliver the 7-inch Fire Tablet with a custom-built VoiceView screen reader, some of the most sophisticated Braille support that together provide access to over 12 million screen reader-supported Kindle books, hundreds of thousands of Audible titles, hundreds of thousands of movies and TV shows, over 2,800 of which include audio description as, as tallied by the ACB Audio Description Project, all with hands-free Alexa for less than $50. It's for that reason that we're able to deliver the Fire TV Stick Lite high-definition streaming media player with Dolby support, tens of thousands of channels, the VoiceView screen reader, our built-in magnifier, our innovative text banner feature for customers with a narrow field of view, all for less than $30. In my talk today, I will cover our new devices since uh, last year, a review of the access features in those devices, specifically calling out those that are new for our blind and low vision customers, the latest news in Kindle accessibility, the latest news in accessibility while shopping on our website or with our mobile app, and voice shopping accessibility. Now, just prior to this session, we did a deep dive on smart home, so I won't be going into that in this session. And uh, Monday, uh, late afternoon, early evening, July 17th, starting at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, we will be giving a presentation on prime video accessibility and audio description. So I won't be touching on that in this session. Finally today, I'm sorry to say I don't have any news on our drones. Now, turning to our new devices, since last year, we've introduced a bunch of great new products. And I wanna to touch on them briefly, starting with our Alexa and Echo devices. Last winter, uh, last Christmas season, we introduced the fourth generation Echo. This new Echo comes in a spherical shape with premium sound and a built-in smart home hub. It includes our highly tactile accessible buttons for controlling volume, privacy, uh, and the action button. Privacy is also mute. These are raised dots raised symbols on the cloth cover of the spherical shape in the shape of a plus a minus a dot or a circle with the line through it for mute 
It includes a 3.5 millimeter line-out jack if you want to connect it to your stereo system, as well as the latest in dual-band Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and Zigbee for connecting to your smart light bulbs. We also introduced the fourth-generation Echo Dot. This dot is also in that same spherical shape, although smaller, with the same highly tactile accessible buttons for volume, privacy, and action. It's also available in a kid's edition, which features parental controls, uh, a one-year Amazon Kids Plus subscription, giving families access to thousands of hours of kid-friendly audible books, interactive games, and educational skills uh, for the uh, Echo Dot for Kids price, one-year subscription. We introduced the second-generation Echo Show 5. This is the smallest Echo device with a screen and the most affordable device on which you can run Show & Tell, the Alexa accessibility feature that will tell you, when you're phys- tell you what you're physically holding, and I'll talk more about that in a bit. And like all Amazon devices with screens, it comes with the VoiceView screen reader built in, as well as our full-screen magnifier. More on that in a bit. New this year is a higher-resolution 2-megapixel camera. Also new this year is a kids' edition of the Echo Show 5, again with the one-year subscription, uh, which now brings in over 15,000 videos, in addition to the audiobooks, games, music stations, and more. We also brought out the second edition of the Echo Show 8. This is the mid-size Echo device with a screen, uh, an 8-inch diagonal screen. Uh, Also show and tell, voice view, magnifier. And our third generation Echo Show 10. This is a complete redesign, a smart display with motion. The screen and display are mounted on a cylindrical base containing the speakers, and that can swivel, uh, rotate around the base, and the, the screen and camera tilt to follow to keep you in focus as you're walking around during a video call. So if you are wanting to have a video chat with family members, grandkids, The Echo Show 10 will make sure to keep you in the frame of the video. And if more people walk into the frame to join you, it will widen the view. If it's just one person, it will zoom in to focus just on the speaker. Just a few years ago, oh, sorry, just a few weeks, (laughs) just a few weeks ago, we introduced the all-new Fire HD 10 tablet. This brand new model comes with either 32 or 64 gigabytes of storage, three gigabytes of RAM, an octo-core, two gigahertz processor for a very fast and responsive interface, and up to 12 hours of battery life. There's even an HD 10 Plus model, which adds another gigabyte of RAM. These tablets both come with the VoiceView screen reader and its powerful Braille support, Uh, on-screen cording Braille input, our full-screen magnifier, and hands-free Alexa. And like all Fire tablets that we sell today, it has the ability to download compatible content for offline viewing and retain the accessible features. 
So if you download a Prime movie, Prime video movie with audio descriptions, you can enjoy that movie with those descriptions when you don't have an internet connection, perhaps when you're traveling, as we might all start doing now that the virus is, is moving toward our rearview mirror. Um, moving on to the television space, we introduced our third generation Fire TV Stick streaming media player that streams in high definition video with Dolby Atmos for immersive sound. If you have up to 11 Dolby Atmos speakers in your media room, it's compatible also with your sound bar or receiver. Uh, in addition to using wireless Bluetooth for rapid communication with the stick. It includes our award-winning VoiceView screen reader, full screen magnifier, our innovative text banner assistive technology designed for customers with a narrow field of view, such as glaucoma or retinitis pigmentosa, and more on that in a bit. We also introduced the new Fire TV Stick Lite, our most affordable Fire TV Stick, also streams in high definition with Dolby Pass-Through, and includes the full suite of access features. And finally, we introduced our most powerful Fire TV Stick 4K with Dolby Vision for brilliant high contrast, Dolby Atmos sound, 4K uh, ultra high definition video, of course, voice view, magnifier, text banner. It was actually the most popular item that we sold in our Prime Day sales event a few weeks ago. Uh, and this Fire TV 4K stick is less than $50 with all of those features. Um, in 2019, Amazon co-founded something called the Climate Pledge. This was a commitment by Amazon to be net zero carbon across all of our businesses by the year 2040, which is 10 years ahead of the Paris Climate Agreement. I bring this up because each and every one of these new devices that I've just mentioned are climate pledge friendly. Specifically, this means they are certified by the Carbon Trust, an external certifying company demonstrating a reduction in the carbon, foot, carbon footprint for products year over year, helping customers reduce their impact on the environment. In particular, these products are some of the best from the use of recycled materials to reducing the power consumption for their manufacture. And then we've gone beyond that to look at and project the lifetime power consumption of these devices in your home. And we are buying renewable power that uh, exceeds the amount of power that these devices will be consuming in your home. In fact, just a few weeks ago, we announced that Amazon is the largest single purchaser of renewable power on the planet. Finally, I want to close this discussion of our products by talking about the Fire TV Edition smart TVs from Toshiba and Insignia. Both Toshiba and Insignia introduced a bunch of new models over the past 12 months. 
These are lines of smart TVs labeled Fire TV Edition because they have Amazon's Fire TV uh, goodness built into them. As a result, they include the voice view screen reader, the screen magnifier, the text banner, assistive technology, as well as Alexa. And all of these features work throughout the entire television experience. What that means is you can use VoiceView to navigate the HDMI inputs to your Fire TV Edition smart TV from Toshiba or Insignia, as well as use it to navigate the electronic program guide for broadcast TV that you watch through these smart TVs. You can also simply use your voice saying, Alexa, switch to HDMI 2, which is perhaps where you have your cable box connected or your Apple TV streaming media player. The Fire TV editions from Toshiba and Insignia start with a 24-inch Insignia model with 720p resolution and Dolby sound all the way up throughout, I think, 20 different models or more to a 70-inch Insignia model with 4K ultra-high-definition resolution. Prices range from $169.99 for the 24-inch model through $699.99 for the 70-inch model. And I think they are all on sale, 50 bucks off on, at Best Buy right now. So that's a quick tour of the devices that we introduced since we were here last year. Now I'd like to turn to the accessibility features that we have built into these devices. Starting with Fire Tablet, Fire Tablet has a large print feature. You can increase the text size to 1.25x or even 1.5x larger. We have a magnifier that's built in that goes to 10 times magnification. You can use the magnifier and large print at the same time. So text will be 15 times bigger. And this is great on our uh, all-new 10-inch octo-core Fire tablet because stuff gets really pretty big on that 10-inch display. We've introduced voice dictation onto the Fire tablet keyboard. All of these tablets include text dictation using the same technology that powers Alexa's voice recognition. VoiceView is our screen reader built in, and we've introduced a few new features to VoiceView. We now offer heading navigation, so on web pages or even elsewhere in the user interface, you can navigate by heading. We've added Braille screen input, so you can cord in Braille, and we've added a few gestures on top of Braille screen input for navigating the text you are entering, if you want to go back a few words or forward or delete. And we've introduced custom actions, some more complex user interface components. You can do more than just tap on them. You can tap and hold, you can swipe on them like Apple iOS has, and these custom actions can now be controlled from VoiceView. Turning now to Fire TV, 
we have a screen magnifier that goes to 10 times magnification. Uh, we've introduced a new assistive technology called Text Banner. This is exclusive to Fire TV. You won't find it anywhere else. It's designed specifically for the needs of customers with a narrow field of view, such as retinitis pigmentosa or macular degeneration. We developed this feature after a low vision customer approached us at a disability conference and explained that they had good visual acuity, but only in a very narrow field. And the magnifier really didn't work well for them. They wanted to be able to use their vision um, with that, uh, with that uh, impairment. And so what Text Banner does is it collects all of the important information that might be scattered across your screen and re-renders it in a little banner, a little text box on your screen in your choice of size, text size, color, text color, background color, uh, border color, uh, left justified, center justified, right justified. If, for example, you are in a language that is right to left, and the banner can be placed in any of the four corners of the screen or in the middles of any of the four sides of the screen so that you can easily find it given your narrow field of view. Uh, we, of course, continue to have our voice view screen reader and new is a quick access to speech volume and speech rate, a shortcut that you can do on your remote to rapidly make those changes. We've also introduced the explore your remote feature. So if you're not sure what the buttons on your remote do, simply ask VoiceView to go into explore mode. And when you press those buttons, VoiceView will announce the button and will announce what the VoiceView feature is when you press that button without actually doing the feature. We have a bunch of access features built into Alexa. You can ask her to speak faster. For example, many blind and low vision customers are used to text-to-speech and would prefer a faster speaking rate so that they can get their information more quickly. You can also ask her to speak slower, which may be helpful if your hearing is declining and you need slower speech. You can ask her to read your Kindle book as well as an Audible book. You can put Alexa into brief mode using the Alexa app on your phone, and she will give shorter responses, be less verbose. You can turn confirmation sounds on for both when she starts recognizing after you have woken uh, her up with the wake word, as well as a tone that plays when the recognition is finished. Uh, the Amazon Basics microwave and smart oven that we talked about um, have uh, the ability to invoke Alexa by pressing a button on the microwave or smart oven, so long as you have paired that microwave or oven with another Echo device in your home over Bluetooth. We have on our Echo Show our Alexa devices with screens, a uh, screen magnifier, the voice view screen reader, and our show and tell feature where you pick up 
an item. Maybe as you're unpacking your groceries, you have three or four cans. One of them you know is a can of soup. Another you know is a can of beans because that's what you bought. But the cans feel the same. So just pick up the can, hold it in front of your Echo Show device and say, Alexa, what am I holding? And audible prompts will help guide you to make sure that what you're holding is in full view of the camera at the top of the Echo Show. And then she'll tell you what she's holding by comparing images from that video stream with our huge product image database from our store, as well as product images that we've gotten from Whole Foods and other places. We will also look for logos. So if we can't get a video match of the full product, we might notice this is a Chef Boyardee logo, or we might notice it's a Coca-Cola logo. Even if we're not entirely sure if it's Diet Coke versus Cherry Coke, um, and we will also, uh, if that doesn't work, run this through our um, text character recognition and read you the text that we see. And then finally, on the Alexa app itself, we have been continuing to improve the accessibility of that app. Uh, new since the last time we were here, the Alexa app on iPhone supports dark and light modes and it supports iOS large fonts. Since we were last here, we revamped the um, accessibility microsite on Amazon.com. If you go to Amazon.com slash accessibility, you will find a completely updated site with the latest information on all of the accessibility stuff going on at Amazon. And because of how important she is to many customers with disabilities, we've also created a special microsite just for Alexa accessibility. You can reach that from the main site or go to amazon.com slash Alexa accessibility, all one word. Next, I want to talk about what we're doing in Kindle accessibility. Today, we offer more than 12 million screen reader supported books on Kindle. You can read these books with a screen reader on iOS, Android, Windows, and of course, our own Fire tablet and Kindle devices. You can customize your reading experience, the fonts that you use, the font spacing on devices with color screens, the background color, the margins, the night and day reading modes, and more. You can collect uh, all of these options together into a theme for faster access. Perhaps you're sharing your uh, Fire tablet or your Kindle e-reader with other family members, so each of you can have your preferred reading settings together in a named theme. And last year, we released a completely redesigned menu for managing and engaging with all of the customized settings available. As we have for many years, all teams in Kindle work to ensure that everything that we build meets the needs of customers with disabilities from day one. We've continued to simplify 
and personalize the Kindle Home experience in our apps. We've improved the collections, sorting, and filtering options within the Kindle library to allow readers to have better visibility into what's been read, what hasn't been read, and to have more control over how you're organizing the books in your library. We continue to release new features to Kindle that are designed and built to meet the needs and expectations of customers with disabilities. Last year, we released a new feature called Reading Ruler for Kindle on iOS, Android, and Fire tablets, which help customers with cognitive and reading disabilities improve their focus and concentration while reading. And we're excited to announce that later this month, we will launch a new feature to enable voice pronunciation support in our dictionary experience for Kindle on iOS. So you can hear uh, how that word is supposed to be pronounced. We continue to improve uh, the shopping experience on our website. Over the years, blind and low vision customers have told us how important shopping is on Amazon and how it has created more and more opportunities for independent shopping. This year, the need for that was driven home more than any other year as more people were unable to go to physical stores. We continue to be committed to understanding all of the unique and different ways our customers shop, both on the web and mobile, and making sure we continue to enable uh, everyone to be successful. Today, customers can add delivery instructions to their orders to help delivery drivers leave packages in a more convenient location. And as we have for some years now, if you are shipping to an Amazon locker, you can choose a lower locker slot if needed, perhaps because you have difficulty reaching high, you're maybe in a wheelchair or a scooter, uh, or reaching to the bottom most. Uh, locker slots is difficult. And when you walk up to any locker, plug your headphones into the headphone jack in the kiosk and have a complete talking locker experience to pick up your package. And speaking of shopping with voice, I would like to close my remarks with a discussion of accessible shopping with Alexa. We have a dedicated Alexa voice shopping accessibility team. That team is focusing on how Alexa can make it easier for customers to order groceries, household essentials, ask product questions, and collaborate with family or caregivers. By simply saying things like, Alexa, add milk to my shopping list, you can add items to your shopping list so you don't need to remember them. You can also remove items with your voice by saying, remove eggs from my shopping list, or check off eggs from my shopping list. You can access your shopping list also on your phone through the Alexa app uh, and the Amazon shopping app and interact with our interface using your preferred assistive device. And a pro tip, you can clear all the items on your shopping list simply by saying, Alexa, clear my shopping list. You can also say, Alexa, send my shopping list to Bob. And Alexa will send them a link on their Alexa app to where they can see your shopping list for a limited time. We built this feature last year specifically to help customers who needed help shopping during the pandemic. 
Alexa can help with a huge range of shopping and product-specific questions. For example, you can ask for product details like nutritional information, cost, things said by other customers in reviews and questions about the product, uh, answered by the Amazon shopping community. You can say, Alexa, give me some birthday ideas. What should I get for Valentine's Day? Or give me a nutrition tip. Or how many calories are in an avocado? Alexa can give recommendations based on real customer ratings and present-day deals. Just say, Alexa, what are my deals? Or, Alexa, what's the most popular dog food? Alexa offers a range of helpful features for in-store shopping. Once you set your default Whole Foods Market store in the shopping app, Alexa offers help specific to that location. For example, you can ask for item location and availability. What aisle has canned and stewed tomatoes? Are organic bananas in stock? Or where is the bathroom? Uh, she can help with deals when you ask things like what pasta sauces are on sale at Whole Foods. You can ask Alexa to reorder something. She will find it in your order history, and if it's available, she will offer to immediately order it right then and there. Just say yes, and it'll be on its way to you. And whether you've purchased via voice or on the Amazon website, you can track your orders and confirm their delivery date. And she can notify you when a package is delivered. Just say, where's my stuff? Finally, once a delivery arrives, she can suggest new recipe ideas for you based on your order. By asking, Alexa, what's for dinner? You'll hear personalized recipes based on what you just had delivered. Need something fast? Ask for recipes you can cook quickly. Want to cook with chickpeas instead of salmon? Just ask and get updated recommendations. And with that, I come to the close of my prepared remarks, and I would be delighted to take questions. This is Belinda. I've got your, uh, you've got several hands raised here. Larry, you may uh, ask your question. Oh, Peter, hi. How are you today? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, the question I have is, uh, we have the Echo Show. We just bought the Echo Show second, gener the second generation. The, the uh, Echo Show 8 has uh, show and tell improved with the second generation? Um, maybe a little bit. The camera uh, is a little bit better on the, the second generation. Um, but the the algorithms underlying show and tell uh, have not have not changed significantly now. Well, yeah, we've noticed. Uh, I think the second generation's it seems to f focus on the item a little better, and and it's easier to get the beeps. And uh, it, I would just I just wanted to ask if y'all had worked on the algorithms any. <laughs> Um, we do we do continue to work on them uh, and improve our products uh, all the time. There wasn't something specific to the show eight beyond the better camera, but delighted to hear it's working better for you. Oh, thank you, Kim. You should be able to unmute. Yes, hi. Um, I'm I'm talking to you as someone who really does not want to buy Alexa or anything that will listen to me and stuff like that. 
Okay. I had a question, Peter. This is uh, Chris from the panel. Um, in regards to the shopping, um, are you referring, as far as late, uh, Alexa, are you referring to the Amazon app itself and then you just go under the shopping tab or wh whatever it's called, the link? Or is there an actual separate new Alexa shopping app, if, if, if I'm correct here? Is that, is that the correct assumption? Yeah, so um, we don't have uh, an app specific to uh, Alexa shopping. Okay. We have the Alexa app itself and we have the shopping app and both the Alexa app and the shopping app, you can uh, connect to Alexa and talk to her through the app. There is a dedicated team doing voice shopping and within that dedicated team, a dedicated accessibility team looking to make the voice shopping experience highly accessible. And uh, so things like what aisle has canned stewed tomatoes, are organic bananas in stock when you're in a Whole Foods market, uh, those are some of the features that come from the voice shopping team. Great. And, and one other question real briefly, is there a, is there a website for that or no at this time? No, we don't have a, we don't have a website. Okay dedicated to that. I'm trying to remember uh, my colleague who's listening in and who created the uh, elect the updates to our uh, Alexa, uh, sorry, the updates to our um, accessibility page uh, may recall exactly what information mm -hmm. we offer on voice shopping accessibility. Thank you so much. I don't know why I got interrupted, but I did. Anyway, my question is about where you're putting the buttons like uh, buy now, um, add to cart. For a while there, they've been really hard to find on the, on the screen, on the app. And just yesterday, though, I was able to place an order without calling the help desk. I'm wondering um, why those buttons got moved so far from reach, and I'm glad it seems like they're back, and I'm glad. Thank you. Um, sure. Um, unfortunately, I am part of the uh, device team, not part of the website accessibility team. Uh, I'm not in a good okay. place to answer those questions, but I will keep that uh, feedback back to the uh, uh, shopping accessibility team. Okay. Liz, you may go ahead. Okay. Hi. Um, first of all, I just want to say I just got my Fire TV, and I love it. <laughs> um, I also want to... Um, ask a question about the show and tell feature. I'm sorry, Kim, something happened to your sound. And you okay, I'm going. Yeah. Kim? Okay. Sorry, not Kim, Liz. Liz, you got Liz, this. Liz, that was, sorry about that. Okay? That's okay. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to say that I just, I just got my 
um, Fire TV, and I absolutely love it. And I also just got the second generation of the ear uh, Echo Buds, which I really love too. That the the decrease in weight has made uh, they don't fall out of my ears at all anymore. So oh, great. The question that I yeah, they're per, they're they're great. Um, the question that I have is about the show and tell feature. I do not currently have an Echo Show, um, but I have probably every other Echo device that's made. <laughs> um, what I wanted to know is I, I knit, and sometimes I have a very difficult time telling, do I have the same color yellow or the same color white, you know, something else. If I held two balls of yarn up to the Echo Show, could that tell me if they are the same color? Unfortunately, that's not a feature we've implemented uh, on Show and okay. Tell, but I will take that back to the uh, Show and Tell engineering team and let them okay. know that that's a feature you'd like. So co- color matching is not currently available kind of thing? No, that's, that's unfortunately not something that Show and Tell can do today. Okay. No, that's good. All right. Thanks. Marissa? Hello. Um, thanks for or thanks for um, allowing me to ask a question. Um, I wanted first to share with you that um, I have an um, I have an Echo Dot. Um, not sure what generation I've got because it was um, gifted to me a few years back. But I recently obtained um, my fi- uh, Fire TV by Toshiba, and I absolutely love the voice view screen reader um on that note i love learning um new technologies and i um was one i have a question about the fire tablet um i would like to purchase a fire tablet um so that i can learn um this learn the system um learn how it works because that's something um because i i love to learn and see how uh, various technologies work and the other question that I have about the Fire Tablet, in addition to uh, supporting uh, the Prime Video uh, movies, can I? Does it also support the Netflix app and the Disney Plus app, which I also enjoy um, wa- uh, watching? And um, so that's my um, and oh, and does the uh, Fire Tablet have a um, home button? Thank you so much. Sure. So um, delighted to hear that you are enjoying your, your Toshiba Fire TV Edition television. That was a, a really fun product to work on. Um, the Fire tablets, so a little bit of technical background here. The um, Fire OS, the operating system uh, behind that, that powers our TV and tablet and Echo Show products is Amazon's variant of Android. Uh, we took Android, the open source version, and we added a bunch of accessibility goodness like the Voice View screen reader. Um, we added Alexa. We added a number of other things. And... Um, Otherwise, we follow along with some of the Android conventions. So our tablets do not have a home button. Instead, you swipe up from the bottom of the screen uh, to to get to home. 
In voice view, we also have a bunch of, of gestures, voice view gestures, screen reader gestures for navigating uh, through the system. So there's a gesture to go to home, a gesture to get the list of running applications, a number of other gestures. Um, and all of the three models, the 5-inch, 8-inch, and 10-inch, uh, include uh, cording Braille input. So if you know Braille, uh, you can enter text using uh, just touching multiple fingers at the same time, uh, as if you were cording on a Perkins Brailler uh, on the screen itself. Uh, you might prefer the 8-inch tablet if that's what you're going to do, just so there's enough space for your fingers. And we will recognize um, uh, uncontracted Braille, contracted Braille, unified English Braille, as well as computer Braille. Just choose the appropriate setting, and that's what we'll use. Um, these tablets uh, can download Prime movies, uh, Netflix movies, pretty sure Disney Plus. Um, I know you can stream them, um, but one of the nice things with Prime and Netflix is you can also store them in the flash memory of the tablet. And if you want to store lots and lots and lots, you can put an SD card into the SD slot. Uh, that's a smart digital storage device, uh, and store tons of stuff there. We, I think, will take at least one gigabyte of, of SD card, if not quite a bit larger, um, which is enough space for multiple transatlantic flights, even flights to Australia and back. Um, and uh, at least with Prime Video, if the movie you downloaded has audio description, then that's what you can turn on or off uh, while you're watching it. I don't know for certain whether Netflix offers that on-off toggle in stored movies. I just don't remember. Okay, Anne? Hi, Peter. Um, we have an Echo show. We've got lots of Echoes around our office and house. If I accidentally touch the Echo Show, it will start saying the time every minute and sometimes the temperature. And we figured out to say, hey, girl, stop announcements. But why does it do that? So I'm guessing that you have voice view turned on. And I, I don't know. You probably do. And you can turn voice view on or off with your voice on the Echo Show. So, okay. But generally, um, you know, voice view on devices with screens uses the touchscreen interface to interact with the screen reader. And by touching the display when the screen reader is running, you have said to the device, hey, I want to do a touch interaction. I'm, I'm in front of the device and I want to start interacting with it by touch rather than voice. So you can simply turn voice view off. Uh, with your voice or with the touch commands, um, a long press. Oh, no, I forget which button. Uh, a long press on the action button, I believe. So yeah. are there are there tutorials on using voice view? Yes. There okay. are 
tutorial built into the Echo Show, as well as information you can get to from our accessibility microsite, amazon.com slash accessibility. If you do a Google search for voice view, <laughs> it will land on our pages. All right. Thank you. My pleasure. Carrie, you can go ahead. Uh, hello. Um, thank you for uh, accepting my raised hand here. I had a couple of questions for Peter, and I think it's great that he's uh, back speaking to us again this year. Can't hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. I'm just saying that uh, I'm glad Peter is here, and I uh, was wondering if you could tell us if there is a possibility of uh, your Amazon Fire tablets or any other device will ever be able to read Daisy books or books in EPUB, FB2, or other formats other than the uh, ones that uh, it's reading now currently. Thank you. Uh, so there is a uh, the Bard mobile app is available for uh, Fire T for Fire Tablet, and any book you can read with Bard that's part of the Bard system you can read on a Fire Tablet. Um, we are working with publishers and are ingesting books in EPUB format. Um, which we then make available under Kindle, but we do not today support in the Kindle app built into the tablet, uh, Daisy or EPUB. You would want an app like Bard Mobile for that. Well, I was talking about the Daisy books like that you would get from um, Bookshare or some other source like that, the e-text uh, version of Daisy is what I'm talking about. And also, um, I don't know if it's back on or, or not, but there for a while, uh, you couldn't get, uh, or at least I couldn't get uh, Bard, the Bard app to work online. So I don't know if they've fixed that or not. Thank you. Yeah, I, um, I know we had an issue with Bard Years ago, I thought that has been long fixed. I don't know if we have anyone from Bard. Perhaps Judy Dixon is in the Zoom, and we might invite her to uh, speak to that if she's out there. Okay. Next, we have Jeffrey. Thank you, ma'am. It's a pleasure to talk to you, Mr. Korn. The two questions, as uh, the technology continues to go with Fire TV, I bought my Fire TV when it first came out. It's a Toshiba one. Is the, uh, are the updates being uh, migrated so that the older Fire TV models are also getting the updates? And the second question is, are your Fire TVs going to support the NTS 3.0 standard at some point? So... Um we are rolling out updates to our earlier generation TVs. Um, we have a new uh, user interface for Fire TV that we debuted uh, at the end of last year on our current generation sticks. And we are bringing that to more and more 
devices over time. Um, I'm not familiar with, you said NTS3? Not familiar with what that is. Uh, NTSC, it's a, it's a standard by which you can uh, put more channels on the broadcast channels. It also has improved picture and improved sound. And, and, and stations gradually are going to this format. It also allows you to target ads to individual television sets. Um, I'm not familiar with that, but I will uh, pass that on. Um, if NTSC, if this new standard is coming to TVs generally, um, it would probably make sense for uh, future models to have it, but uh, I don't have specific details on that, and we, we, can't, we can't comment on unannounced, specific unannounced products. Thank you. Carlos? Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? It's a great pleasure uh, talking to you. A um, couple of questions. First of all, I've noticed lately when I try to go into the Alexa app on my iPhone 8, the volume, the audio, something, uh, especially when I try to use the button to talk to Alexa, like my audio volume mutes or something on the, on the phone. It, I, you can't hear it clearly. I don't know how to explain it. Something's quite no working with the Alexa app, at least in the iPhone 8. Um, and the other questions about Alexis, if you have, for example, um, if you want to listen to two, like, let's say Sirius XMs, um, do you have to have like two different Amazon accounts to do that? And can you sign into two different Amazon accounts in the same household at the same time? So you're saying you've got two different Sirius XM accounts and you want right. to go between so She wants to listen to one thing on some Alexas and I want to listen to some, my account, you know, and all of a sudden we have all the Alexas set to one account. So I'm thinking, well, what if we log some of the Alexas in the house into hers, Amazon, and some into mine? We still should be able to do the drop-in and so she can listen to what she wants and configure it how she likes it and I have mine configured how I like it. I don't even know if it's possible to do that. And then the ring doorbell was the other one. Would be be able to listen to have the ring work with both, or how would that even work? Huh. Um, so I'm pretty sure if you have uh, two uh, Echo devices in a home, and one is connected to one person's account and the other to the other, then you each could use. The one you know, you, you could have those two accounts active. There would, of course, be two different devices, two different accounts. Drop right. in work across the two, so that's not a problem. Um, I don't know about whether the Ring doorbell can work with two different accounts. I just don't know. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Well, that was my question because I was thinking of setting it up like that, but um, you know, and I don't know what's happening with the uh, Amazon uh, Alexa app with, with the iPhone audio when I go talk to Alexa. But uh, something you guys might want to look at. 
other yeah, no, I will. I will pass that information uh, along. Um, with respect to the two different accounts and SiriusXM, um, Amazon does offer the ability to have household accounts. I don't know if SiriusXM supports that. I know it works with Prime Music, for example. If I'm a guest, I can I can say, "Hey, I'd like to use my Prime Video account right now," and and uh, you can enroll your voice and have it recognize who you are. I have no idea if Sirius XM supports that, but okay. that is of 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 our music. Are there any new Echo Dots that have? I think I have what the third generation, maybe now. Yeah, we just, I, I just think- introduced the fourth generation uh, last fall, and you can tell that it's fourth generation because of its spherical shape as opposed to the sort of hockey puck shape. Wow. Well, hopefully at one point it would be nice to see one will work with a battery. <laughs> there are companies that make battery bases for uh for echo dots so you can get an external battery and put the echo in that battery base okay so your next person rosanna hi peter thank you so much for uh the two excellent presentations um Mm -hmm. can you hear me yes i can i wasn't sure if it was working um i I have just the Insignia TV, and I have a number of Echoes. Um, and one of the biggest problems that I seem to have had over the years is getting correct technical support when things don't work. And the Insignia TV tells me that it's a Fire TV. It tells me that it um, it will link to Alexa, and yet it does not work when you ask the A lady to turn the TV on or do anything with it. And the other issue I have is with my uh, smart plugs and my lamps. Um, I've called technical support because I had a TP link that wasn't working and they were unable to, to fix it, to help me fix it. Is there like um, a special accessibility line that we're supposed to call or I, I just, I've just been really frustrated with the um, helpline, unfortunately. Yes. So um, let me take that one first. Um, we, we, we know this is an issue. It's something we're working on. Um, it's not something that we have a solution for that I can announce today. Um, but it, it's definitely something we're aware of, and uh, I look forward to being able to uh, to say more about that in the future. Um, as far as matching your your Echo uh, dot with your uh, any other Echo device with your TV, uh, that's a connection that you make in the Alexa app on your phone, where you can group those two devices together. I don't believe we have a, I'm not sure if we have a mechanism to do that entirely with voice. 
No, I actually did it through the app. Actually, I had the Geek Squad here trying uh-huh. to do it when they set up the TV. And I've had the Geek Squad here twice. And no one on the Geek Squad could get it to work either. And then I tried calling Amazon and they couldn't get it to work. So I, I you know, my frustration level, as you could see, kind of got yeah. higher and higher. So, um, Do you... How old is this Insignia TV? Is it a recent generation? Yeah, like three months old. Three or four months. It's very recent. That's what's so frustrating. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Uh, That's particularly, what I think. particularly if you bought it from Best Buy and the Geek Squad came out. It makes me wonder if it's a faulty TV. I was about to say, maybe a hardware issue. Well, I wouldn't be too surprised because I had trouble with the sound. And every time I turn off the TV, when I use it again, I have to unplug the TV for two minutes and then replug it in in order for the sound to work. This sounds like a defective TV. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to call them back and get them to swap it out then. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Thanks so much, though. I appreciate it. And thanks again for all of your help. You're very welcome. Um, Thank you for your question. Okay, Jonna, you can go ahead with your question. Okay. Um, I've listened to the other presentation also, and I know we're talking about devices, but with the Amazon devices and the Alexa stuff, now there is this new feature that everybody is buzzing about, whether to use it or whether or not to use it. And I noticed that you have not spoken about it, but how about this sidewalk feature? Ah. What in the world is that? And is it dangerous or or should we mess with it? So in the earlier session, I talked about three wireless protocols, uh, Wi-Fi, uh, Zigbee, and Bluetooth. Uh, Wi-Fi is the strongest, most powerful, needs the most amount of power. Bluetooth and Zigbee are low power, low bandwidth networks. The problem with both of those is they're not long distance. So we came up with a new network protocol that we call Sidewalk that has the low power characteristics of Zigbee, but the long distance characteristics that none of them have. And that long distance allows us to uh, reach devices that might be very far from your home. Imagine you've got a home, you've got a Wi-Fi router in your home, and you want to put smart lighting on the path from your front door all the way to the front of the street or to the back of your house. You might live in a rural area and these distances are actually quite far. So what Sidewalk does is it allows you to reach those much longer distances with a very low bandwidth. You can't stream music or, or movies over it. But we can send a signal like turn on the lights, turn off the lights. And what we decided to do in addition to that, uh, a question came up last time about um, 
you know, what happens if my internet goes down? And so we noticed that with sidewalk, the distance that we can cover is so large, especially in a city, that if your internet goes down, but your neighbor's internet is up, and you both have sidewalk, then we can use the neighbor's sidewalk connection and their connection to the internet to allow your devices to keep working. This is particularly important if you've got a home security system, right? Some of the old home security systems had radios in case your telephone went down, had battery backups in case your power went down. So these are some of the uses of sidewalk. And so when you have a device with sidewalk built into it, you can enable or disable sharing of a little bit of your bandwidth with your neighbor. So that again, if their internet goes down, they can still have access to their smart home. Just like if your internet goes down, you can still have access through their sidewalk connection. And the other thing is we are working with companies like Tile that make these little electronic trackers. You can put it on your keys. You can put it on your dog. If you lose something with a tile on it inside your home, it'll work with Bluetooth or Zigbee. But if you lose it outside of your home, it's lost unless you have sidewalk. Uh, Apple has done something very similar with uh, Apple's internet connection and their tiles. These sidewalk network connections are encrypted end-to-end. So a connection from your neighbor is completely encrypted when it comes through your sidewalk if their internet is down. Nothing on your machine can see inside those network packets and vice versa. And it's only a very small portion of an already small, low bandwidth connection that is being shared if you enable it. So that's Sidewalk. So they can't get access to any of your information. That was the the question that was the security breach issue. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Richard, you can go ahead. Well, Peter, back again. Um, I have a question about the Insignia and the uh, Toshiba televisions. Now, they're separate brands. You know, I'm wondering, is the user experience the same in terms of the menus and the controls and such? Yes. So uh, a little secret. They use the same uh, chipsets (laughs) (laughs) under the covers. Uh, Insignia and Toshiba are brands uh, owned by one company the same company, and they have an exclusive relationship with Best Buy. So you can only buy these from Amazon.com or from Best Buy. The the, uh, LCD circuitry, the image circuitry, is different from Toshiba to Insignia. The sound, the, 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 the speakers are a little different. But the the technical insides, the user interface insides, 
other than the Toshiba logo or the Insignia logo, they're the same. So they're basically the same set internally in terms of all the electronics they're using. Yep. Okay. Or or they're the same size to size, right? So there's a little bit of a difference from the 4K model to the HD model, the 720p model, right? Normal high-definition TV is two resolutions, 720 uh, vertical lines or 10 uh, 1080 vertical lines. Those are both considered high def. Um, you don't really need uh, 1080 lines on a 24 inch screen when you're sitting in your living room. It's too far away to really tell the difference. So there are some differences, uh, resolution to resolution, Dolby versus Dolby Atmos, Dolby Vision, but the user interface circuitry is the same. You say they're on sale right now, both of them. I think I think both are on sale, fifty dollars off. Uh, they were when I looked uh, a few days ago when I was preparing my remarks. I didn't double check this morning. Let me just open a browser to Best Buy, and we'll we'll see. Oh, stop putting up a banner ad when I'm trying to type. <laughs> Toshiba Fire TV Edition, and the answer is four seventy nine ninety nine on sale, sixty dollars off, four nineteen ninety nine for the fifty five inch. So yeah, it looks like they're they're generally having a, a sale fifty sixty seventy dollars off. The smaller ones uh, for less off. Okay, well, thanks. You're welcome. Okay. I think we have time for maybe one more question. And we got uh, four minutes. Four five Shri, minutes. go ahead. Hey, hey, Peter, thank you for the presentation. I had a clarification and a question. Uh, my clarification question is, you mentioned on the expansion slot on the tablet, I uh -huh. thought you said one gig, and I just want to make sure it's one gig, or did you meant to say something else? And the clarification, uh, the other question I had is on the Amazon app. Uh, I've noticed that sometimes when I use a two-finger double tap on the search button, the dictation starts and then it stops right away. And then also I noticed that when I do a four-finger single tap on the bottom, before it used to take me to the more option tabs, now it doesn't. I have to do a touch and explore. And I was just wondering, you know, if that change can be reversed back to like it used to be. So let me uh, see if I can get to the first question. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Up to one terabyte. Sorry, not gigabyte, terabyte. Thank you for the clarification. I mixed, I mixed my gigs with my teras. So the 7-inch Fire tablet can take up to 512 gigabytes of SD card the 8 and the 10 can take up to 1 terabyte of SD card. Um, as to the taps, um, I'm, not familiar, I'm not aware of a change, so let me just jot down what you're experiencing, and I'll take that back to the team. So, sure. The first thing is, if I do a, 
a search. I do a two finger double tap. The dictation starts, and then within like a second or two seconds, it stops. Uh, the second thing is when I do a four finger single tap on the bottom. In the previous version, it used to take to the tabs in the bottom, and now it's taking me to vertical, and I have to do a touch and explore to go to the tabs in the bottom. Um, all right, and do you recall what model and what version of FireOS? Uh, I'm sorry, say that again? Do you know what model of tablet and what version of FireOS? No, this is on my iOS device. Uh, oh, tablet! I was just more. I, I can't. Out. I can't. I can't help you with an iOS device. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know iOS. Okay. <laughs> that should be it. You'll have to ask Apple about that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that uh, this wasn't about a change that I wasn't aware of on our Fire Tablets. Thank you so much for uh, kindly welcoming me back to BITS this year. Uh, Chris and Erlene, it's uh, wonderful to be here. Thank you, Peter. We always enjoy having you. You're a wonderful presenter. So I want to say again... If you'd like to know more about BITS, you can join the BITS Announce list at BITS plus Announce plus Subscribe at groups.io. BITS plus Announce, BITS dash Announce plus Subscribe at groups.io. Now for that closing CEU code. The closing code is 03036. Again, that is zero three zero three six. Thank you, everyone who participated, and thank you all for our listeners. And I hope everyone has a wonderful day for the rest of the convention. Thank you, folks. <laughs>